With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. All right, so it's Thursday evening. I'm here with uh, Jim Johnson. Hey everybody. And Louis Ragoni. Hello, hello. And man, it's been a busy week, guys. It's been a real busy week. It's been busy for us, and that's why we're a day late, and it's it's been busy for the Dolphins. Uh, today they announced that uh, Josh Rosen is going to be starting on Sunday, and I know that makes a lot of people very happy because uh, uh, Fitzmagic just wasn't very magical. But uh, I, I wonder if they're not rushing it a little bit. Uh, you know, the line has obviously not been playing well, and, and anybody watching the games can see that. The tackles are weak, and uh, I don't think the interior has been great. That uh, They haven't been awful, but they certainly haven't been great. Uh, so Josh is going to be under pressure. Uh, so we'll see how that all works out. I, I just hope they're not rushing him just a little bit too quickly. But that aside, I mean, you have to start him sometime, and we all knew it was coming. So uh, we'll see what they can put together on offense. Certainly, you know, they've they've scored 10 points in two games, so I I can't criticize the coaches too much. How do you feel about it, Jim? Yeah, well, it's kind of comical, actually, you know, being on all these social media boards. um, You know, half the people have been crying to start Josh Rosen, start Josh Rosen, and and now we're starting to hear about all the people saying, well, you're rushing him in and you're going to ruin him. So, uh, you know, we've said right along that we got to, you know, we got to leave this decision up to the coaches. They see him every day and they know what's going on behind the scenes. And that's it. You got to trust if they if they think he's ready. Uh, then, then plug him in and, and let's see what he can do. Uh, my only thought is, you know, is, is Ryan Fitzpatrick a little dinged up and that is putting a little pressure on, you know, maybe getting Rosen into that, into that under center position. So, you know, we're going to have to wait and see how this unfolds. Yeah, I'm with you in regard to some of the things you said, Jim, uh, it, it is back and forth between most Dolphin fans. I think most want Rosen I think so. that's that's an obvious you know yeah well we look at, we all want him to be in there and succeed but you know we don't want it to be too soon either you're you're looking for answers uh you know when you're getting blown out first two weeks of the season you know you're looking for answers and people feel that this is the answer in my opinion I think it's a big mistake you know like Mike said coaches are well aware of uh, what they're seeing in practice and they're making a decision here but uh, I think it's premature I think the offensive line you know with the juggling around isn't quite ready the fact that Albert Wilson is out is another factor you know we overlooked that Um, obviously Grant hasn't stepped up in his absence you know so far this season and he's going to be missing again on 
Sunday. So you're looking at a big element of our offense out as well. So you're throwing this kid into a situation where he doesn't have all his weapons. And you've got, like Mike said, again, you have a horrible offensive line in front of him. And you're playing in Dallas. In front of This is an offensive line that has not played on the road together yet. That's what I was getting at. Exactly. I mean, you're going into a stadium. It's a road game. There's eight, I don't know how many people they hold in that stadium. It is the biggest stadium, I think, right, in the, in, in the NFL? I'm not sure as far as capacity either, but I know this. It's going to be loud. It's going to be loud. They're going to be fired up. They're a very, very solid football team. And, you know, they're, they're just throwing them out there, I think, on a really, really bad week. But like Jim mentioned, maybe Fitzpatrick is a little banged up and he's not up to the task. But, um, you know, let, let's hope for the best. I mean, I don't, I, I don't see it, you know, going that way. I think that we're going <laughs> to we're going to wind up seeing Fitzpatrick on well, Sunday at some point. I think let, you could put Johnny Unitas out there and it probably wouldn't go very well. Let, let's just hope, you know, he, he gets rid of the football and he doesn't take a lot of hits. Um, That's it. You know, that that's the concern here because, I, I, like I said, I just don't think that the offensive line is quite there yet. And I think this is a move that's a little bit premature, but we're going to find out. And, you know, we, you know we're going to go back and forth. It's going to be a very interesting week. You know, maybe he goes and he plays much better. He goes out there and he has a little bit better game than what Fitzpatrick's. Uh, well, you know, everybody saw those table. two beautiful long throws he made last week. And that, that, does, that does excite you. Yeah. I mean, you can't help but have that excite you. So I get it. Those were beauties for sure. Yeah. Uh, so you guys like tacos? <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> Taco's been a big disappointment in the NFL, so you can't expect much from him. I know they signed him, and uh, they need a little bit of depth here. We don't have a lot, but you know he's failed so far. Uh, he's he's underachieved, and they're well, bringing yeah, him in. Otherwise, they're going to wouldn't have got him, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We wouldn't have him. I mean, there's a reason why he was available, and you know we picked him up, and you know maybe he adds a little bit of depth to our defense, but uh, yeah, well, don't expect big things out of him. Yeah, I mean. You know, it's another one of those pretty low risk and maybe some reward to it. I mean, I don't think he's going to set the league on fire all of a sudden. Uh, You know, the new start may energize him some and he'll be, you know, looking to prove himself for the next contract and on and on. Uh, We are pretty desperate for some pass rush. So, you know, it's a relatively low risk, uh, a little bit of money, and we'll see what he can do. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I I do think we are desperate for some pass rush uh, because, you know, (laughs) we certainly haven't had a whole lot of it the first two games. They, They did get after Brady just a little bit, but really not enough to affect him. So that aside, uh, you know, the big news this week had to had to be the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. The Dolphins sent him to Pittsburgh. They sent a fourth rounder in uh, 2020 and a seventh rounder in 2021. And uh, the Steelers sent us their first rounder, a fifth rounder in 2020, and a sixth rounder in 2021. We're collecting draft picks and uh, three first round picks now that we have uh we have our own next year. We have Pittsburgh's and we have Houston's. In the uh, second round next year, we have our own and we have New Orleans. In the third round, we have our own and we have potentially a comp pick for Jawan James. Uh, so that's that's a lot of early picks. We'll certainly have uh, the opportunity to uh, pretty much own the draft. 
Now, whether or not that's a good thing or not, anybody can debate. But uh, one thing is certain, Greer is going to have to uh, make sure that his scouts are giving him solid information because his, his job's going to depend on it. Hey, guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. Yeah, we're going to be on the clock a lot. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to do a lot of homework. And like you said, if that scouting department, you know, gets some wrong information or, you know, just doesn't do the right scouting, you know, we could be in a world of hurt because there's no uh, there's no guarantees in that draft. So, you know, it's what is it, 56% success rate or something for first rounders? Uh, it's probably closer to 50%, but whatever it is, yeah. I, I think the top pick quarterback is 56%. I think that's where that number is. Yeah, that's from. probably it, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, look, it's it's about a 50% gamble. Uh, we know it. We've seen it. We've been on the wrong end of that 50% a lot. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it, they, they got to hit it out of the park. They've got to. But, I, I you know, I don't think you can expect them to hit on every pick because that's just unreasonable. And I think they know that. So uh, that's the reason they're getting as many picks as possible because the more picks you have, the more picks you're going to hit on. So that's simple it. as that. Right. They, these next two drafts are, are definitely going to move us way forward or put us back. And I don't know if we can come back from that. I mean, this, the, these next two drafts are so key. And if we fail, we're in a lot of trouble because we've really banked everything on these draft picks at this point. And, you know, some of them were by choice and some of them weren't, you know, uh, in regard to these trades. They definitely have to go above and beyond to try and get players that are going to be solid, solid starters for us. And they they honestly have to hit on the majority of them over the next two years, Mike. I don't think there's there's any doubt because this team just doesn't have anything other than that. Now they can go outside free agents. That's where I was going to take that because you've got, you know, at least $120 million to go out and supplement your roster. Absolutely. But you, you have to hit. You have to hit on a quarterback. You have to hit on some offensive linemen. We have to get playmakers on both sides of the football. You're not going to do all that in one season. Yeah. No, you're not. But right. No. Yeah. You. We have two seasons, and we have to start getting playmakers in here. We can't keep saying, "Well, we can't do this and we can't do that." We have to. We've got, like you just mentioned, we have seven early draft picks next year, and you've got to get. You've you've got to hit on more than fifty percent of those. You've no, got I would to get, say I would say four. Right, you yep. got to get four starters in here among those seven. Yep. You got a tackle. You got a quarterback. You got a pass rusher or a cornerback. You know, yeah. maybe you get a big play receiver. Maybe you know, you second round, third round. The the point is is that we have to get playmakers in here yep. because we're down to the bare minimum now. Guys that we talked about all through the preseason and prior to the season starting, our foundation type guys are now gone. Two of them, Fitzpatrick and and Tunsil. How do you feel about that? uh, I mean, listen, you know, all the talk about tanking. The point is this, is that you look at the circumstances involved. Okay, let's take Kenny Stills. We'll, We'll use him as number one. 
Okay. okay. He was, he was a guy that would have probably been here and he would be starting for us had he not put himself in a bad position with our owner. That's a circumstance. That's not tanking. Right. That's not something that they went into this season planning planning on doing. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, you have the Tunsil situation. Okay. So Tunsil, a team comes to us, they offer us a number one pick. It's like somebody, your house being built on land that, that a developer wants. And they come to you initially and they say, well, listen, we can replace your house. You can move. And you're like, no, I'm satisfied with where I live right now. I don't want to uproot myself. So no, we're staying here. Well, then the developers come back and they say, well, listen, not only are we going to give you enough money for one house, but we're going to give you enough money that you could buy two houses with. And on top of that, a bunch of land. So that's what happened in that situation. You know, they got an offer that was above and beyond what they were expecting. And in my opinion, they did the right thing. I mean, by getting two number ones and a number two in that trade, it was, again, another circumstance, another situation where, again, they weren't going into the season planning on doing that. It was a circumstance. And then this third circumstance, number three, being Fitzpatrick, was something that he wanted. The Dolphins attempted to talk to him, tried to keep him here, and it wasn't something he wanted. So they got rid of a player that did not want to be here. Another circumstance, another situation that they weren't planning on going into the season. So all this nonsense with these, you know, with these commentators talking about them tanking and doing all this stuff. Three of these guys that would have been starters on our team this year are now gone because of different circumstances. And that's where we're at. So, you know, you lose three starters and it, of course it's going to get worse, but it is what it is, and you move forward from it. You know, it wasn't a game plan. So, Jim, is it unethical? Uh, you know, most of those choices that, you know, Lou just touched on, that wasn't really the Dolphins getting that going. I mean, Kenny Stills, you know, gets into it with the owner on social media. You know, that's, you know, one nail in your coffin right there. You're going to have... No, that was the nail. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, nail, right? I mean... The final nail. So... You know, that's not something that the Dolphins brass did. And and tons the Tunzel thing, they said openly that Tunzel's our left tackle and you know, we're planning on building around them. But like you said, Lou, you know, if somebody offers you enough, you're kind of foolish not to take that deal and run with it. Exactly. And the whole Minka Fitzpatrick thing, you know, the guy said when he was coming out and every all the scouts and and Minka himself said that his strong, you know, his best points was his versatility. Uh and then he complained to Adam Gase about not getting played the way he wanted to be played and he complained this year and and now and then he wanted out when they didn't think he had a good enough team or what have you. You know, these are things that are they're collateral damage. It's not something that was planned, but you can't stop it. So you've got to go with it and try to optimize your return. And I think they did exactly that. I think so too. Absolutely, they optimized the return on a on a no win situation. Well, that's all you can do. All you can do is take a bad situation and make the best you can out of it. And I think in all those instances, they did that exactly. So agreed. And and I don't think any of us would have been happy if we traded Fitzpatrick and got a number two or number three. No, the fact that they and, I, and I, honestly, I was surprised by it. I was surprised by the Tunsil trade as well. I thought, listen, we got a lot of value back. We get Pittsburgh's 
pick next year is going to probably be right around the middle of the draft because they're 0-2 already and Roethlisberger's done for the season. So, And they're in a tough division. They've got some really good teams over there. Baltimore is going to be very solid. Cleveland's going to be very solid. They may have a 6-10 and season, which means we may very well wind up with two top 10 picks next year. Let's hope for the best. So, you know, you got value back in those two trades, and that's all you can ask for. I mean, when they traded... Ajaye, you know, a couple of years ago and we got, what, a fourth round fourth, of form? Yep, I don't think yep. any of us were happy with that. We're looking at that and we're like, oh my God, did we really, is that all we got for him? So, you know, in, in, in that aspect of the trades, we did get a lot of good quality type of situation in return for, for the players that were moved out. And that's all you can hope for. So, you know, yeah. if they if they initiated the Fitzpatrick deal, then I would be questioning it. But Absolutely, they, they really had no choice, and they they did the best they could with it. Getting a first round pick back at least gives them the opportunity to bring in somebody who's going to be a difference maker. At exactly. least it gives them that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it, Doesn't guarantee no. it, but it gives them the chance. Yep, exactly. To my point earlier, Mike. You know, yep. in regard to these, they were they were circumstances that developed. This was not. The Dolphins brass game plan coming into this season that, right. you know what, we're just going to unload everybody and that's that's the route we're going. It wasn't the case. I mean, these were just different circumstances. Yeah, there were, that there were other circumstances that we didn't bring up. Uh, Kiko Alonso uh, had a circumstance. You know, he evidently didn't want to be here. Uh, you know, there's other things going on behind the scenes that we don't necessarily see in here. Exactly. It is what it is. You know, they're going to do what they need to do to move forward. And that's what this year is about. This year is about moving forward. Right, exactly. I mean, you you look at the team, okay? Like I mentioned, you got Albert Wilson out. Kenny Stills was going to be starting opposite Devontae Parker. Well, who do you have in right now? You have a rookie free agent in Preston Williams that is now starting on the outside. Now he's done a respectable job, but we don't we don't see or you know, we don't see what's going on play to play. We don't know if he's running improper routes when Fitzpatrick's looking downfield. It makes a difference. When you have a veteran like Stills out there, it makes a difference when you go to a free agent type receiver now becoming your starter and you've got Grant now starting in place of Albert Wilson in the slot. There's a lot of different things that are going on here, and the scores on the scoreboard are basically showing you what what those issues are. Well, you know, take sides. take the Belage play where he ducked. I mean, that's a that's a situation where he's expecting somebody behind him that you know wasn't there. Right. Uh, you know, it, these are young players, and they're making young player mistakes. Right. My my concern, Mike, is the preparation. And that that should not be happening come Sunday. It, well, it, it, sh- it should never happen, but it does happen. With it it does players. happen, but it's got to happen less, yeah. a lot less than we've seen in the first two games. Now, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, I don't mind us getting beat when a team has a lot more talent. But when we're doing stupid things like we've been doing over the first couple of weeks, that's a problem. It doesn't feel like Balaj is ready when he's put in – those passing situations. And that's an issue. If he's not the right guy for the position, 
then get him out of there. Put Drake in. You have people. Walton, give him an opportunity. I don't want to see this happening week in and week out. And over the first two weeks, we've seen it with Bellage. And we, we need to maybe put somebody else in there if he's not going to get the job done. And he's just one of many. Across the offensive line, it's the same situation. Uh, we just don't have a ton of options at this point. But you know, you, you throw anything against the wall and you see if it works. I mean, that's the way it is. You no, know, I, will you can, t- I will tell you, the coach came to Bellagio's defense. He he did say he's pleased with his play. So whatever that means, that means. Right. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see who's on the field. That'll, that'll tell us how pleased he is with his play. Exactly. We're going to Dallas. Are you worried? <laughs> yeah, we should be worried. <laughs> I think Dallas is a 21-point favorite at this point, so... Yeah, we definitely should be worried. You know, if you if you compare the position groups, you know, Dallas has got us beat at just about every group that there is other than maybe uh, you know, the place kicker. You know, this is a this is a team that's getting devoid of talent like we've already been talking about. We've got probably half of our team or more is first or second round players. You know, our first or second year players. So there's going to be a lot of mistakes. There's not a lot of veteran presence out there, and it's not going to be pretty on every play. Uh, but with that said, you know, there's things that can happen. You know, on offense, we need to be better than obviously we have been. But, you know, you're plugging Rosen in now. So that's something a little different for Dallas to think about. And, Lou, you were talking about uh, Balage not playing all that well. You know, Rosen played pretty well with Walton and Laird on the field with him. And that's what I'd be plugging in because both of those guys look better than Balage in the passing game. So, hey, like you said, throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. Right. Absolutely. This is, it is going to be a tough task this week. Both sides of the football, they're, they're a very good football team, Dallas. Uh, you know, Garrett's been there forever, so the coaching staff is is pretty solid as well. And like I said earlier, you're going into a situation where you're going to have 80,000, 85,000 people going nuts. And, uh, you know, Prescott's been playing extremely well. Zeke is going to get the ball a lot this week. The first couple of weeks he didn't because he had just come in, you know, right before the season started. And they've got excellent receivers too. So our defense is really going to have their hands full. Now, you compare their offense to New England's offense, and they've got playmakers all over the place just like New England did. Now, with that being said, the defense did a pretty good job through more than a half of football last week. We just got to hope, like you said, Jim, that the offense is able to pick up Pull some first weight. downs. What's that, Mike? Pull, Pull their, their weight. weight. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do something, and, and, will you? Yeah. And it's got to be an aggressive – it's got to be more aggressive than what they were last week. If you've got Rosen in there, then let him pass the ball on first down. Don't put him in third and long situations because I'm telling you from now, it's a recipe for uh, just an absolute blowout, and the kid's going to get annihilated. You can't have him on third and longs because he's just not – he's not Fitzpatrick. It's just that simple. He's not going to recognize – he doesn't move around the pocket as well. And I, what I mean by that is, you know, stepping up, moving left, moving right. He's just not quite there yet from what I have seen of him. So 
you've got to get him passing the ball on early downs and they've got to be aggressive and they've got to try and keep the ball away from Dallas's offense as much as possible. And then maybe you have a little bit more of a competitive game than what we've seen from them over these first two weeks, you know, in regard to the Dolphins. So the biggest issue I can see is we've got a lot of young guys on our defensive front and They've never seen an offensive line like the Dallas Cowboys have. Uh, exactly. And, they may never want to again. And that's, you know, <laughs> they've already felt a bit overmatched and they haven't had a lot of success r- rushing the quarterback or filling gaps and stopping the run successfully. And now they're about to face the Cowboys offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, it, it, it could be bad for them because they could be they could get shocked right off the bat going, holy smokes, what do we get ourselves into? But, you know, you know, it's the NFL and you got to make plays and try to win your one on ones. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. That's all. Yeah, and we're taking away Fitzpatrick on the defensive side of the football. So who who is replacing him? Guys, yeah, they they signed a a, a guy from the Jets. I they, yeah, they they signed a guy from the Jets. Yeah, they've got, a guy. Yeah, they've a guy. Got, they've got guys coming out of the woodwork, yeah, but yeah. you know, hey guy. I mean, yeah. I I think they know who they're starting. Right, uh, I think it's that Parker kid. Right, right, right. Um, but they know who they're starting. I don't need to worry about who they're starting. Right, it, what, it's what, an issue what, regardless of it, whether it's that guy or a guy or this guy. Right. To me, what, they're all names. They're, they're all, all names. Right. Yeah. They're all just yeah. a name, you know, on a uniform when you're going against Cooper and some of the receivers that Dallas has. So, right. you know, and then, you, of course, you got Witten running down the middle of the field once again, too. So, I mean, it's going to be a major, major task for them. And, you know, uh, we, I'm going to miss watching Kiko get run over. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's plenty of other guys that'll probably be getting run over in his place, Mike. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry I wouldn't worry about that. It'll be be interesting to see how Taco plays against his old team if he suits up. Right. Yeah. Maybe he'll be fired up and, and add something. But uh it's, yeah, maybe maybe they did a Belichick and just signed them to get information, they'll release him next there week. There you go. It's like this, Lewis. When when I look at Dallas's defense and I try and find a weakness, about the only thing I can find is their linebackers and safeties are susceptible against the pass. Right. Uh, 48 targets to those guys, and there's been 40 completions. So okay. that's that's a large number. Uh, yep. that's, a, that's a good sample size. So there there is definitely a little bit of a weakness there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dallas corners are pretty good. So I, th- I think that if I'm Miami, I'm tr- I'm trying to get you know uh, somebody isolated on those linebackers and somebody isolated on those safeties. So maybe Kaseki could have a good game uh, this week. Uh, maybe uh, Drake out of the backfield can have a good game this week. Uh, right. So right. there is some opportunity there, but like you said, I-, I do think they have to pass the ball early. And-, and I'm not saying don't run because they definitely have to establish some sort of a running game. But I think that on early downs, I would be trying to isolate those linebackers when they're in there playing the run. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No. No question. So that, that that's how I would attack them. You know, and and if you're Miami on defense, guys, I don't know what they're going to do. Hey, there's not much they can I do. Don't, Mike. Yeah, I mean, you're going it. against <laughs> you're going against one of the better offenses in football. Prescott's playing at a high level. I mean, this whole offense is is just dynamite. It, it, yeah. It's right. It's it's just a. I mean, do you really want? And it goes it goes back to the whole Rosen situation. I mean, do you want this kid out there trying to make up 
points, you know, trailing. Because th- this is not a week where I, I think we're even going to be somewhat competitive. I, you know, Dallas's offense is going to score points, and we're going to be playing catch-up. So, you know, the question is, do you want this kid in that situation? And the answer, in my opinion, is no. The coaches feel differently. If you're going to have him out there, Mike, like you just mentioned, air the ball out. Let him throw on early downs. Maybe maybe, maybe we keep possession to where we're not falling behind 21 to nothing in the first quarter. We're able to hold on to the football for a few minutes and 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 sustain, you know, sustain a drive. You know, that that's what we need to do and you can't run the ball on first and second down with this offensive line and expect to do that. It's not going to happen. It's just not. So you know, if you got Rosen in there, then you better be airing it out, you know, to, to an extent. If they have a little early success throwing the ball, that will help, hopefully help them run the ball later. Yes, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, set, set, the, set the run up with the pass. Let them feel that we're being aggressive. And, and that's the way I felt they should have attacked New England last week as well. And they didn't, they were actually, they didn't do no, it. They, they didn't check with us. They didn't check with us. I don't know why they didn't call us and 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 get our well, input on it, but they didn't do it. So I never. I waited around for the call, never got it. So. They probably spent a lot of time watching the film from the week before, and they saw the offensive line couldn't pick up a blitz or a stunt. Right. And and I'm thinking maybe that kind of made them a little more conservative. Uh, and they weren't, you know, a whole lot better this past week. So. They were. They were. They were better for what? Listen. They weren't a whole lot better, I said. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I saw Fitzpatrick get leveled plenty of times. Oh, without uh, a question of a doubt. But the score going in, you know, halfway through yes, the third they quarter. they were more competitive. It was 16 nothing, and you felt like if we got a score, you know, hey, we're right there. You know, the defense was keeping us around. They were doing enough against New England's offense to keep us in it. The problem was the offense. And, uh, you know, maybe Rosen adds something this week. We're going to find out. I mean, it's going to be a very – I'm really looking forward to the game. I'm very interested in it. Uh, you I know, heard it, you also like root canals. It brings <laughs> – well, it brings – Mike, it brings a different – you know, it brings a whole different perspective into this ball game now. Yeah, sure you know, with does. Rosen starting, sure there's does. no question about it. What I don't want to see is him turning around and handing the ball off on first and second down and then handing the ball off on a draw play on third down. You know, we if he's in – How about that, a wide receiver screen? You okay with that? Yeah, on you know, third and 14, I'm, yeah. I'm okay, I'm okay as long as they get the ball outside the tackles. <laughs> if they want to throw wide receiver screens, then, then go ahead and do it. But my goodness, if you stay inside, you just eh. – you're just asking for trouble. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, this is the hand they've been dealt, or this is the hand that they have, and they've just got to, you know, put they it gotta out play there. It. That's and they it. got to play it, you know, so. That's it. That's it. You know, the schedule makers couldn't have been rougher to them. And, you know, I mean, that's an excuse, and it's this and that, but the fact of the matter is these are all, so, you know, solid, solid football teams that they're playing. Uh, and they've got another one next week in the Chargers. Who, it doesn't get easier, you know, Mike. Right. There's a few. There's a few easy games maybe on our schedule, but I mean Buffalo looks really, really good right now. And uh, you know we've got two games against them, and they gave us trouble last year. Well, we do yep. get so, to play the Jets a couple times, so we got a chance. We, we do play the Jets, but you know, yeah. Darnold do you really want to ta- do you really want to tackle him? 
Right. No, I, no, they'll be they'll all have gloves and stuff on and and face masks and stuff. You know, yeah, Darnold will be back for both games supposedly. Yeah, so true. I mean, you know, the Jets will the Jets will be a little bit better football team by the time we see them as well. But if you look at the schedule, there's you know there's a few games like Washington, maybe the Giants. Uh, there's few and far between. It's going to be a rough season, guys. It's as simple as that. We just have to hope to improve week to week, and that, that you know that's all we can well, ask. Well, they for. did improve week two to week one, so right. maybe week three will be better than week two. Right. Who knows? Let's make, take uh, another. That, you week. know that, that's that's what you hope for. You hope some of the younger players are developing, and you hope that the coaching staff can build more on top of each game, so they are able to excel. Right. Look, this is not the core of our team that we're going to see in a year or two. This is an assortment of players that they're looking to find five or six or seven that they can carry forward. Right, yep. exactly, yep. exactly. If if you if you maintain a few starters from this group, you know maybe a couple across the offensive line, you know a couple on the defensive side of the football, uh, you know you're ahead of the game going forward. But uh, again, listen, I say this over and over again. We have to get playmakers in here. It's that simple. Nobody's going to argue with that. You know, when's the last playmaker we had aside from Wake? Exactly. And, you know. Some will say Rashad Jones, and that's fair. Who else? Well, I I wouldn't put Rashad Jones into that mix, Mike. Honestly, I don't think I would. Xavier Howard's an an excellent, excellent football player, but you can avoid him over the course of the game. Well, no, he is, but he just came on last year. He has had one good year, yeah. Yeah. Right, but what I'm saying is, is that even even with him being a say maybe the star of the team, you can avoid him over the course of the game. We have to get guys that can change the game without them avoiding the situation. A pass rushing defensive end that can blow it up, a wide receiver that can take the ball to the house at any turn, a quarterback, a running back that can do the same thing. You know that these we need playmakers. Period. We need that's that's it. Bottom well, line. If they go after Tua and he comes in and he is what they think he is, then you've got a playmaker, but you still need surrounding talent. No question. Mike, listen, there's you know, two is mentioned over and over again. And the point is is that there's three or four solid quarterbacks coming out next year. He may not be their guy. I mean, he may they, not be. He you may not be their guy. There's other players, and as this college season goes forward, by the end of it, you're going to see, I think, a change in, in the thought process before this is all said and done. So let's give that some time as well. I know too is the, you know, the, the guy everybody talks about, well, but even the, even the Herald is convinced he's their well, guy. Well, it's, yeah. it's you know, just because, but, but we all know that that doesn't count right it's exactly. just because it sounds good to say tank for Tua. that's all you know i mean is that the reason i think Jim? that's it pretty much <laughs> tank okay. for Tua. Yeah. that's good but uh, yeah, tank for Tua. okay i like it we'll see what happens all right anything else tonight guys hmm i think we've covered i've covered everything i'd i think <laughs> i think i've got one little tidbit and this has probably been said before you know stephen ross said long ago he said this isn't going to be easy and, uh, you know, this is going to be a rough year, and uh, we're going to find out what some players are made out of. And That's it. And, you know, there's going to be decisions we don't like, and and players are going to go, and players are going to come in. And 
you just got to relax and go with the flow or else you're going to pull all the rest of your hair out. So relax and, uh, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it is what it is. People just have to learn to cope. You know, it, it, this is not pleasant. This is not fun, but it is exciting. It really is. Uh, it's going to be more exciting, especially ne next off season when we start to see them put the plan together. You know, it is it's something to look forward to. Right. It is. There's no it's question. something to look forward to. Absolutely. The, you know, the next 14 weeks are going to be tough. They're going to be tough. They'll probably make your eyes bleed a little bit. It is what it is. Hey, what, what happens, Mike? You know, come this week, okay, people were ranting and rave, you know, yelling for Rosen, and now he's here. So what happens next week if we, well, you know, if it's it's if it's a similar outcome? If as he to plays what really seen. well, then everybody's going to have dreams of playoffs, okay? Right. Well, we can come back from 0-2. You know, you'll hear that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it, <laughs> well, if if he doesn't play really well, then you know Flores needs to be fired because he's not getting the job done. Right. And that's where I was going with that. It's like okay, so now that Ro you know, if Rosen goes out and he throws a stink bomb, what happens next week? It because the focus is turned towards our head coach, and yeah, it, and that's it's inevitable. It, it's it's inevitable. A, it's inevitable. And you know what? Like like Jim just said, like you just said, we got to just look forward to what we have in front of us. And we're going to, you know, it's going to be rough. We've said it a million times. We just got to go with the flow and let's hope they, you know, they, they get better. They're going to get better. They're going to get better. I feel it. They, they, feel they, it. They, Mike, there's, they have no choice. They can't, I don't think they can get worse. Well, that was kind of my point. Yeah. Right. That was the underlying message. There you there. Go. Yes, <laughs> exactly. There you go. I like All it. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me and everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, fins up. Fins up. Fans up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 